Forgive me, Podfather. Uh, it has been seven days since my last upload. This is One Shot, One Quill. I'm Spencer. Over there is my co-host, Ben. It's Ben, me. say hello. Hello. Do you want to explain how this show works, Ben? This show is a show in which we take a randomly selected premise for a tabletop RPG one-shot. We mash it together with two randomly selected magic items for tabletop RPG one-shots. All of them are suggested by listeners, preferably. And uh, then we mission mash them together. We come up with something that is the basis for someone to make a one-shot with. Well done, Ben. Very, Thank you. Very well done. I don't think there's a single hand up in the audience right now. If there are, I can't see them because this is an audio-only format. Oh, maybe for you. Ben, do you want to roll me a D9? Just a, just a one out of nine, the classic D9? I, I like that you continue to operate on this joke of we're rolling actual dice that are D-something, but the something is very specific. Uh, but yes, I will roll my custom D9. That D10 uh, where you shaved one of the faces mm-hmm. off and smoothed it out? Yeah, and now I, I put oil on it so that it won't ever land on that one. Uh, and it did land on a four, so... A four? A shady, drug-addled professor from Morgrave University is hiring adventurers to retrieve a scroll detailing an alchemical analysis of a very rare potion. When the adventurers return from retrieving the scroll, they find the professor murdered and are now implicated in the crime. Yeah, framed for murder for getting a potion. Well, you were sent off on a retrieval to go get that that okay. potion, but when you come back, the twist, oh no, that guy's dead, and you've been framed for his murder. But we should probably throw some items in here just to round it out. How about a 1 out of 15 for this week? What do you got? Mm, well, I've got a D30, which I had custom made, and then I cut it in half. You uh, could have just rounded down by, you could have just halved whatever, you, forget about it, just roll it. <laughs> Uh, six. A ring of yellow griblinions. Hate that. (laughs) While worn, the wearer is followed by three tiny griblinions, a yellow goblin subspecies that has gone extinct eons ago. All right, now I like it again. The goblins will follow the wearer's commands to the best of their ability. The goblins are exceptionally weak and can only exert five pounds of force, have an AC and HP of one, and they understand any language but speak a language of their own. While idle, they swarm the wearer with affection and can get in the way of them when they make attack rolls, checks, saving throws, uh, determined by a D4 deficit, so it's as though you have the Bane curse (laughs) on you. When killed, a goblin will reappear within six seconds with seemingly no idea of what killed it. (laughs) Want to thank Andy for that one? This is just a cursed item. There's no benefit to this. Well, they can they can act as some sort of minions. However, they can't exert very much pressure, not enough to break a human neck, wait, I wait. know. Hold, hold, hold on. I think it's Mythbusters is the reason I remember that. I, it's not so much that you remember that, so much as that is where your brain goes. Ah, I got these three minions, but like, can't break a dude's neck, so what's the <laughs> point? <laughs> I played Pikmin, and I... Oh, I kept oh, waiting oh. for the level I love, where... <laughs> I love in Pikmin when you send the yellow Pikmin out, they just start snapping dudes' necks like left and right, well, Spencer. Going through those games, I was like, if there's a turn here that I know... I, there's got to be a mission that I just didn't see in the trailer where I'm going to have to go break a man's neck with my many middle, little tiny boys. Perfect. Mostly cursed item. 
What else do we have? Looks like that is a four. Four. A sweet-scented bottle of a thick bourbon, marketed by shifty merchants as an alcoholic truth serum to use upon others, which actually makes the drinker lie. Another okay. fun liar uh, item. Uh, another fun... This should do one thing, but it does the opposite item. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Because I, I was shifty merchants. I was sitting here as you were detailing it, and I was like, ah, a truth serum, something that would actually be finally useful <laughs> in one of these uh, purposes that we got. But no, it's the opposite. So I've got an idea. <laughs> okay. So my thought is whoever set these guys up to fall, whoever has framed them for murder, could utilize basically give this thick bourbony truth syrup to the town guards and be like oh i'm from the university and i hear you're solving a murder of my colleague here i just wanted to make sure you get them with this that way when the guards interrogate them and ask did you kill this man they have to lie and say yes to get a false confession oh i see I thought you were saying that the party gives that to the guard and they're like, hey, have you interviewed uh, Jimbo down in Alchemicals? Uh, he has no, some interesting <laughs> things to say about how he did, in fact, murder. But if you did, I mean, hey, that's also an avenue. If you really want to bribe the guards, I don't think um, any cop would love anything more than a this thing makes you lie and make a false confession serum. I think that's that's dead on the nose. Maybe, maybe the... Uh, what are they? Grubinions? Grubinions. Uh Maybe those are what you have to... Maybe the murderer has those... Has that ring. And so those are the things you have to follow to get to him. Yeah, okay. So, like, the, the Grubinions have left little tiny clues that would incriminate the, the wielder of them. Mm -hmm. um, and folks, yes... They snapped his neck. That's what happened. <laughs> All three of them worked together. All three of them worked really, really hard. What is the deal with the rivalry here? So, like, we've... It seems like we're running with a colleague of the shady professor. Mm -hmm. Is the one that actually did this. And maybe it's because he is, like, after whatever it is, that paper they're going for. Um, mm -hmm. Or, like, that paper is among other th shit that would incriminate him or blow one of his whole operations up like what do you have any thoughts i mean the way i would go with this is just that the evil murderer man he also works in this school because we've established that it's a colleague uh he has said that he has created this potion that does something uh you know something mystical miraculous that kind of thing beyond the normal limitations of potion making the other professor is like hey i think if you go and find this research paper we can blow this guy's whole lie up and then the paper is true and he doesn't want that coming out and oh so shit. he does a murder oh shit Ooh. Ooh. that alchemical analysis debunks his rival's theory that potions of healing are causing autism that's <laughs> that's and he does not want the truth to get out there <laughs> So, so we said we wouldn't get political on this podcast. I think we've already done it at least three I, times. We've never said that either. So <laughs> I think you open it on the getting back. Okay. Yeah. So you give them just kind of the paragraph of pretext of the guy that gave you the job. And then when you get back, that's where the real encounter starts is mm -hmm. 
finding the evidence, mm-hmm. being framed for the murder, being arrested, interrogated. How do you get a chance to clear your name, though, is my uh, question. I think that this court is essentially a court from uh, Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney. And uh, <laughs> you argue, hey, if you give me a day to find more evidence to prove someone else is guilty, then uh, <laughs> uh, if I can't prove it, then I'll just claim I'm guilty. And the judge is like, oh, yeah, I think that sounds good. That saves me a day of trouble. This is this is the court from Isle Delfino and Mario Sunshine. <laughs> that would be more along the lines of, hey, you did this, but we don't have definite proof. So you're going to go have to find proof outside. We're going to let you <laughs> roam around the island. Don't worry. We know that you've already committed a terrorist act, but we're going to let you roam around the island unsupervised <laughs> and hope that you will find proof that proves that someone else did it. <laughs> Hey, O.J. Simpson, listen, we can't, without any definitive proof, claim that you've done this. Get out there, buddy. I need you to find who did. You're the only one who could know. So this court is going to give the characters time to, and maybe they're going to get locked in there like it's an escape room. And the guards are going to be just waiting right outside every exit. And the characters have to examine it and figure out what's going on. Uh, I wonder if maybe some of the, like, what are some clues that are going to link back to the Griblinians? Like, we need to introduce the Griblinians, I think, even in the first place. Like, maybe he's... I mean, I think you just, you start it with, there's a tuft of bright neon yellow hair. Good. Yeah, easy. Easy peasy. Um, What about... So the Griblinians guy, the, the rival, he's like on the, he's on the accusing team. Or he's on the offense. The uh, assailants, what is the legal term? Prosecution? Prosecution? Thank you. (laughs) Uh, That is because since his rival has died, he was in his will and he's become the executor of his estate. Maybe digging through this guy's apartment, you're going to find the letters. (laughs) This is becoming a Phoenix Wright game. You find the letters that, that detail back to how his rival here has been weaseling himself in to become the executor. You find the the real will has been crumpled up and just left in the trash can. <laughs> All the forging equipment's open on the table. Did I mention every guard, every constable in this town is blind? <laughs> and... Listen, their job is to arrest suspects, not gather evidence. Yeah, That's... I mean, this is this is medieval times. I think they just threw people in jail and then said, hey, you've got 24 hours or else you're guilty. <laughs> I'm amazed they didn't burn down the cottage after retrieving the body. That's <laughs> I thought that would have been kind of open and shut for them. Uh, Spencer, maybe they did. Maybe they did. <laughs> that's then you're that's why no... all you could find is the yellow tuft of hair, because that's the Gribblinians that don't burn. The, wind. the rest of the cottage was burned down. Wow, that is a open and shut investigation. That's that's like <laughs> law and order. <laughs> we got to wrap this episode in 20 minutes. Let's <laughs> get some clues out on the pavement. Oh, so I think I think we're on to something. Is there any other evidence, any other like skill checks or, or D&D based investigation uh, to be had in that apartment? Uh, I mean, I think if you're in the rival's apartment and you lockpick the desk or something, you can probably find the ring. Okay. Um, oh shit! Hang on. So the I thought the ring was worn by the the accuser, the the rival. 
Yeah, I think it was at the time, but I don't think he's going to be wearing it all the time since it gives that permanent little Bane effect. Mm. Mm. I think that's the type of thing you put on to command the Grabinions, uh, but then you take it off when you don't want them swarming you the whole time. Okay. Okay. Now, if if we see that in the in the hut, though, I don't know if there's anything that's going to link that back to the accuser, right? No, so it's I like you could just assume he killed himself the- with it. It's in the accuser's, if you break into the accuser's office or whatever, then you can find that in the desk. So this court is like, all right, you found a little bit of evidence that something strange was happening. I guess if you can prove that our friend, the accuser is suspect, then we'll have, we'll have you go investigate his house. If, if we're going full Phoenix Wright game on this one, uh, that, that is what you do. You just, you... (laughs) You've cast a shadow of a doubt, and now you are prosecuting. Okay. If we're going full Phoenix right, you go, hey, judge, I didn't do this. I think it was. And then you slap the desk, the prosecution. And then, you know, the little (laughs) da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Music plays in the background, uh, and the then, bailiffs step in. They they pick up the the uh, uh, prosecutors and the defense bench, and they swap them to opposite sides of the room. <laughs> and the judge goes, "Oh, that's very interesting. I guess you could investigate this for a day. Nobody's gonna go into jail because who gives a shit? We don't have a bail system here. Do you want a gun while you leave? We want to make sure that you can commit as many murders as possible until you're convicted." <laughs> I think we have some beef with Phoenix, right? <laughs> so, we pin the tail on the rival. Their names are up to you. I refuse. Mm. And Ben, what hey, do we call this one? Here, wait, here's a here's a uh, pitch. Gribblewicks and Wibblegricks. Grib- Gribblewicks and Wibblegricks. You can decide which one's which. And then... And then, and then we title it Gribbles v. Wibbles. Uh, Ace Attorney Gribbles v. Wibbles. <laughs> yes. All right. I'm in. I'm in. Thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of One Shot, One Quill. You had your choice. You could have picked any podcast, but you picked us. And for that, we will always, clasping hands, be grateful. Ben, do you want to thank the people? Yeah, thanks to the people. Um, pff, what, what people do we have to thank? We've got to thank the people who have sent in suggestions. We appreciate those. You can send those in if you have some ideas like a ring that makes a bunch of what I believe are supposed to be minions, but goblins. I didn't want to address that when we were still brainstorming, but I just want to bring it up now. Uh, Pretty sure those were. Yeah, those are minions. minions, I'm realizing. But they were goblins. Yeah, but this is from a better timeline where they went extinct eons ago. I mean, I think he was trying to lead us to that with the, uh, they understand any language, but speak their own. God, Uh, he really, he really held my hand, grabbed me by both of the cheeks of my face and planted my face directly into a copy of DreamWorks, Despicable Me, and I still didn't get it. I did not want to ruin this artistic endeavor by having us spend 25 minutes trying to make minions noises. That's Um, fair. That's fair. Uh, if you would like to send something in such as that, but, uh, hopefully less minions related, uh, you could do so at our Twitter at D and D pod. That's D N D P O D. Uh, not peyote. 
<laughs> our theme song Full is stop, Al- not peyote. <laughs> our theme song is Ala Tavera del Goulier by Morgan the Bart. Or maybe, well, that's what he says on the internet, his name is. And, and I know that you can Google search that and find him. Because I did it. Prepare to pour one out. Uh, Spencer, please don't talk about his deceased nature. I was going to say recent. I was going to say recently deceased, and that is not true. That is not true. Well, relative to <laughs> the heat you know? death of the universe, you know. Until next time, folks. Stay subscribed. Keep liking, and uh, remember to. Can you comment on what kind, pod- what kind of liking? Uh, black liking. Review. You find it like a. Oh yeah! Please review us and rate us and kiss us and all. No, that. it's too late. It's oh. too late. It's over. Oh. Yeah. Already. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Don't you hear the song? I don't. Oh, oh no, shit! I there do. it is. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>